Welcome back to the Valparaiso University Alumni Podcast, the podcast for Valpo alumni by Valpo alumni. For those of you just joining in, my name is Michael Beaver, class of 2007, and I serve as a Senior Associate Director of Alumni Engagement here at Valpo. Once again, I ask our ongoing question, how are you doing? And we really do mean that here in our office. How are you doing? Make sure to let us know. We love hearing from you, and it breaks up the monotony of our every day. Today, we welcome Lisa Bowman-Walters, class of 2015, to the podcast. Lisa is a mental health counselor at Pillars of Wellness here in Northwest Indiana, where her goal is to create a comfortable environment where her clients feel heard and understood. We thought it would be great to bring Lisa to the podcast to talk about dealing with mental health as we experience these most peculiar times that we are living in. Lisa, welcome. Hi, Michael. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm honored to be on your show. Great. Well, first off, just to kind of get started, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey after Valpo. Yeah, I would be happy to. Um, I graduated with my bachelor's degree in psychology in 2015. Um, and during those four years in my undergrad experience, I, I really tried to dive in and, and soak up my experience on campus. I was involved in Greek life. I did the Crusaderettes for a year. I participated in dance ensemble and I was a tour guide. So um, I got really comfortable talking about why I loved Valpo and all the awesome things it has to offer. Um, then my senior year, they had a cool opportunity where they had this dual enrollment program where um, seniors could dip their toe in a couple graduate courses. So I started off dual enrollment for the clinical mental health counseling program, and I loved it so much that it made sense for me to stay at Velpo for another two more years. Um, and then I graduated in 2017 with my master's in mental health counseling. And my goodness, during that time, I got to get plugged into some really cool internships. Um, I worked on the mental health unit at the Lake County Jail, and um, I got to do some exper experiential therapy at Porter Stark. And then finally, I did um, my last internship at Family Concern Counseling, where um, I then applied for, for a job afterwards because I loved it so much. So that's um, my time at Velpo. And then there's been a couple years afterwards that I can dive into if you'd like. But um, yeah, I really enjoyed my experience. Awesome. So let's just get started. Um, mental health is always important. Uh, but what are some of the things that we should be on the lookout for, especially during the time that we're living in with this pandemic? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. So I think the first thing that, that I want to highlight is this is a difficult season for everyone, and we need to be mindful that it's impacting people in different ways. Um, so my hope is to highlight four of the biggest categories that, sure. that people seem to be facing. Um, one of the first ones that, that really stands out both for myself and for the clients I work with is just the massive uncertainty of the situation. Definitely. Um, you know, everything has been thrown up in the air and, and we really don't know when it's going to settle again. You know, people are out of work, kids and college students are home. We're told to keep our distance from others and, and we really don't have a guaranteed end date in place. Mm -hmm. um, something about our brain that I think is important to think about is our brain loves predictability. Um, it wants to be able to plan our days and our brain tricks us to think that predictability equals safety. 
Um, so therefore, when we can't predict what's happening, our brain reacts and says, I'm not safe, something's wrong. So that triggers anxiety. Anxiety is kind of like an alarm going off that says, wait, why can't we predict what's happening tomorrow? Why can't sure. we predict what's happening in a month from now? Um, so, so the first thing is just keep an, an, an eye on your anxiety level and, and what the people you care about are experiencing in regards to the uncertainty. Sure thing. Um, the, the next thing that I, I think we need to consider with this, this outbreak is the drastic change in our schedules and our lifestyles. So if you, if you think about our culture and our society, gosh, we're usually go, 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 you know, oh, definitely. We, sure. We go to work, sports practices, dinners, and, and we're kind of accustomed to being really busy. Um, but gosh, we're being forced all of a sudden to slam on the brakes. And um, mm -hmm. not only is that uncomfortable, but oftentimes when we're busy, we're ignoring a lot of the human experience. We're ignoring uncomfortable emotions. We're ignoring things we don't really want to be bothered with. And, and now that we've slowed down, I think we're kind of stuck with those negative emotions surfacing, you know, sadness or loneliness or, or guilt. It's kind of like a floodgate has been opened and all these emotions are surfacing to the top. So if you're experiencing any of these, I just want to encourage you that, gosh, you are not alone. Um, and I'd encourage you to just feel that full range of emotions, whether, whether they're labeled as good or bad. Um, I got two more for you. You up for two more things that are really hitting us? Definitely, definitely. Okay, okay. Another issue that that we're leaning into is the idea of identity. So, um, it's pretty common for people to place their identity in things that fill their day. So, whether it's in their work, their extracurricular activities, their financial security, and even their relationships. Um, but because of this outbreak, a lot of those things have been stripped away from us overnight, without any warning. And so we're left asking ourselves, who are we without these things? Who are we when the dust sure. settles? It's uncomfortable. It really is, yeah. Yeah, and, and our last one, it's, it's so obvious, but I have to put it out there. Social distancing stinks. It is hard. It period. sure does. <laughs> yeah, you're feeling it too. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. As I'm like, okay, especially when you're living alone, right? Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, if you're living alone, if you're living in and maybe just not a very friendly environment, if mm -hmm. you have conflict with the people that, that you live with, um, we human beings, we desire social interaction. Um, we from what the full range of the human experience, we want to be able to connect with other people. And to not have that, it's a hard season. It definitely is. So I've heard lots of people talk about this period of time as experiencing a continuous trauma. Like we're just, it, it's just continuous. You know, normally we think of trauma as kind of a beginning and an end. So what should we be mindful of regarding this? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm grateful that people are talking about it, right? Because mm -hmm. it's, it's important and I'm grateful for that question. Um, so I think for starters, it's important to know what, what trauma is. Um, there's sure misconception, right? A lot of people don't necessarily know what it entitles. So um, individual, individual trauma, it just, it results from any event that's experienced as physically or emotionally harmful with long lasting effects. So you can imagine that's facing a lot of people right now. Definitely. Sure. Yeah. So the, the amount of trauma that someone experiences depends on their circumstance. It depends on the severity. Um, but it, just for examples, think about the healthcare workers, um, mm -hmm. people who have become sick, 
those with extreme financial hardship right now, um, those who have a loved one who's sick. I mean, all of those people, and, and I'm sure there are plenty other examples, but um, they are experiencing trauma at a continual rate. It's not one event that we can now tackle and try to heal from. It's repeating itself daily. And, and so I'd love for us to be really considerate and patient with one another, especially if PTSD symptoms arise, nightmares or flashbacks, sure. difficulty sleeping. I mean, it's going to be a part of our reality mm-hmm. for a little bit. Um, with that question, I'd, I'd love to add another component of it. Definitely. Go for it. Okay, great. In in addition to trauma, um, another common mental health experience people are facing that maybe we don't realize is grief. Um, Mm -hmm. So grief takes place whenever we're having a significant loss, loss of a dream, loss of a career, loss of really anything impactful. So think about those seniors, Mm -hmm. you know, they're grieving graduation, prom, their last year of high school. Um, We have athletes who have worked years for certain um, athletic seasons, they're grieving the loss of that sure. experience. Um, and grief is messy. My goodness. I don't, anyone who's experienced grief knows it doesn't travel in a perfect straight line. So um, I, I'd love for you just be, for people to be mindful of that, that if they're angry one day, if they're sad the next day, if they're feeling in denial or um, they're not really sure what they're feeling. They just feel in a funk that if we view it through the lens of grief, that can kind of help us navigate what's going on. Great. And so, you know, we've talked about kind of what we're going through. So, but then to kind of help us cope, what are some tips that you might have for all of us living through this time of COVID-19? Yes, I was looking forward to this question because I felt Great. like I started off with all the heavy news. <laughs> you know, we're going to try and bring it to a little bit lighter place. So, Yes, I'm grateful for that. Um, so there's, there's wonderful ways that we can cope with what we're feeling. Um, Great. For starters, I, I think we need to remember that we are all in this together. Um, a lot of us are scared right now, and unfortunately... Um, fear can manifest in anger. So if someone's coming across angry or mad, I think, okay, anger is fear. What are, what are we scared of in this moment? Um, so it can be really easy to, um, get defensive or to say negative things to people you disagree with on social media. So Mm -hmm. I want us to remember that, um, we're in this together, be kind, be patient with one another. Don't forget to be gentle with yourself because this is a first for all of us. And and we're trying to deal with something that we don't have a, a magic answer for. Sure. Um, now there are some tips. I've, I've come up with five kind of core tips I'd love to throw at you. Sure. Um, I've, I've been listening to podcasts myself because I'm trying to think how can I be most helpful, not only for my clients, but for my loved ones and my family and myself. And, um, I listened to a crisis counselor named, um, Dr. John Deloney, and he really helped, um, trigger some ideas. So I'm going to be referencing some of his content here, but, um, there's five core things I'd love to lean into. Um, sure. My first one is very practical and it might um, trigger some eye rolling from our listeners, but bear with me. There's, there's Sounds good. Um, you know, during this quarantine, it's important more than ever to differentiate between what we can and cannot control. Um, in short, we can control three things 
and that's it. I know in a perfect world we can control it all, but we can control three things. What we do, what we think, and what we choose to focus on. Um, so although it may seem small, focusing on what we can control is going to matter and be darn determined to do it well. So sure. for example, we can control how much time we spend scrolling through social media. Um, we can control how much time we sit watching the news. We can control where we get our information, how we treat people, how we talk to our family. Um, my first tip is just to consider who do I want to be during this time and what can I do to control that? Um, and I think that that gives us a little bit more comfort when there's so much that we can't control. Sure. Um, moving on to my, my next tip would be to make a schedule. Um, mm -hmm. it, a lot of people feel like, oh, I don't have to go into work necessarily. I have, I have freedom to do whatever I want. But I'm telling you, please make a schedule. Um, earlier, I, I mentioned how our brains associate predictability with safety. But we're in an unpredictable time. So the more routines we can create, the more predictability we can manifest in our own lives, the better. So to break it down, to be even more practical, before you go to bed at night, jot down what your next day is gonna look like. And this does not have to be complex. You know, when, what time are you working out? What are you making for dinner? When are you gonna be working? Um, our brain will find it easier to rest at night knowing what to expect the next day. So it's kind of creating security when we feel like our security's been, been stripped from us. Sure. I know just to go along with that, I, I've even found uh, just even making sure that you're getting dressed in actual clothes every day just makes you feel a whole lot better about things. Exactly. Yes, you, you get it. That, that's exactly what we're talking about. Yep. Um, and, and I'm going to piggyback what you just said. Tip okay. Be intentional with your day. I, I love that you let us in there. So you have control. And although it's tempting to kind of let things go, um, there are going to be certain things that really, really contribute to better mental health. So go outside often. Please go outside when you can. Of course, six feet apart, but go outside. Uh, exercise. Wave to your neighbors. Smile at people who drive by. You know, engage in ran random texts or random acts of kindness. Um, a big one is spend time in the sunshine if you can. Our circadian rhythms are out of whack. And the more direct contact you can get with sunlight is going to help that rhythm get back on track, which is just important for our health in general. Um, don't put pressure on yourself to have a perfect day. You know, you don't have to be super productive or Mr. Clean all the time, but um, if, if you have a hard day, think tomorrow's a new day and I'm going to be intentional with what I plug in during that time. So tip number three, just as intentional as you can be as much as, as much as your, your schedule will allow, please try to. Sure. And, and with that, like you said, put on the normal clothing. I love it. Right. Right. Um, my fourth one for you is, is going to be to practice gratitude daily. Um, this is, this is another eye roll one, right? People are thinking, how can we be grateful when there's so much pain going on right now? Mm -hmm. um, but I think you could have gratitude and difficulty in the same space. I don't think that one outrules the other. Um, so we're not being phony. We're not overlooking our daily struggles, but we're also working actively towards seeking what we're grateful for in this space. Um, there's really cool science articles out there about 
if we practice gratitude daily, what starts to happen to our brain. So mm-hmm. certain areas of our brain starts lighting up with more activity. And in time, if we can make a habit out of this, um, subconsciously, we actually start looking for things we're grateful for. And so there goes your mindset. You know, if, if our brain is used to saying, oh, what was I grateful for at the end of the day? Throughout the day, it's going to start picking stuff up. And you'll notice your heart shift a little bit and, and feel a little bit um, more in tune with, with the present moment. So and this doesn't have to be huge. I mean, maybe you're just grateful that you have toilet paper in such a weird season. Right. Um, but, but write it down, you know, tell someone you care about what you're grateful for, put it on a piece of paper, put sticky notes around your house. Um, anything to remind you that there is still good amongst all the pain that we're experiencing. Um, my very last tip, uh, is going to be just to connect with people as much as you can. Um, of course, cell phones and video calls are not ideal. We'd much rather be hugging people and laughing over dinner together. Um, but it's what we have right now and, and it's better than nothing. So, um, reach out to your friends, send thoughtful texts to your family, because when you do good, you feel good. So we can create that, that positive feeling by trying to make someone else's day too. Um, and, and if we look at it from a mental health perspective, isolation and loneliness really fuel depression and, and sadness. So if we can be intentional to at least do two forms of interaction a day, um, I think that, that can be a game changer for people. Great. So and then just to kind of wrap things up, what should someone do if they find themselves overwhelmed during this time? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. You know, all of these tips that we went through, they're helpful and they're valid and they're good, but sometimes we need more. Um, you know, earlier we've talked about people who are overwhelmed with negative emotions that maybe they've been ignoring or repressing. We've talked about grief. We've talked about trauma. Um, and, and these feelings can be really suffocating, especially if you're dealing with them alone. Um, so if this resonates with you or with anyone who's listening, I'd encourage them to consider counseling. Um, fortunately with the technology we have, technology we have, most counseling centers have moved to online therapy. Um, I know a lot of clinicians at the the agency that I'm working at, Pillars of Wellness, they're accepting new clients right now. Um, so maybe you, you're considering counseling because it's been really a difficult season, or maybe it's something you've always wanted to try, but you haven't had the time for, and, and now you're home. Um, but either way, I'd, I'd encourage you. A lot of my clients have been viewing this season as an opportunity to lean into their mental health journey really more than they ever have before. And we're uncovering stuff because now we have the intention, the focus to do that type of growth and healing. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd encourage people to try it, even if, if it's never been on their radar before. Fantastic. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for sharing your words of wisdom and lessons from the field with us. I know I speak on behalf of my department and our Valpo alumni that we truly appreciate this information. And to our Valpo alumni family, we continue to want to engage with you. You're why we are here. Send us an email and let us know how you're doing. That email again is alumni at valpo.edu. We're still here working remotely, but here for all of you. We appreciate all that you do for each other and the university. So until next time, stay healthy, stay safe, and go Valpo.